right, what's happening? What's happening? <laughs> you got him. You got him. Hey, sorry for the delay. Uh, cousin Oz still in my mailman uniform, just ran into the house, had to come down here. Cousin Tony leaves for one day and, you know, shit hits the fan. But we got it. We got it covered. I'm here. I'm with the man, Rob, the sports car therapist, taking over for Tony. Tony, he's at a uh, destination. Uh, what is that? A freaking they're doing a bachelor party in um, Tennessee, Nashville, something crazy like that. I want to know what kind of friends he's had. I've Dude, never, I, I've never gotten invited to leave, leave town. Never, <laughs> nonetheless, freaking the state to go bro, to a bachelor. And it's somebody party. I know. It's not like it's not, you know, I know the person that's getting married. I didn't, didn't get the get invite. invite. No, no. You know, mm. we're kind of related. And so I'm kind of feeling a certain type of way, but it's all good. Um, you know what, though? It's more money for cards for you. Yeah, I'll, I'll, not I'll go. You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess that's a, a good point. No, but that's crazy. A, a destination bachelor party. What are they going to come up with nowadays? I could, I know a destination wedding, but a bachelor party. Come on. Listen, I actually I, I can't fully knock that. I when I got engaged, my I said to my best man, who was my cousin, I said, "Listen, man, like I think we should all just take like a a." three day or two night trip to vegas let's just jump on the freaking plane and go like wolfpack style you know yeah and uh and all my broke ass groomsmen were like ah, i don't know i'm like you know what dude i uh, you know what we'll just do it we'll do it here it's all good all yeah good. yeah i'll tell you how sad my thing was because i waited so long to get married I couldn't even remember. I, I was thinking about it when Tony was talking about the destination bachelor party. I was like, what the hell did I do for mine? I realized that the guy that was my best man, he was a born again Christian by the time. Like when we were best buddies, we were going out to the clubs every night. By the time I got married, he's a born again Christian. So he took me to Great Adventure with two other guys, you know, so to avoid any strip clubs or drinking or anything like that. So that was my bachelor party. Great Adventure. Listen, I'll take great adventure in the day of the week. But you know, I say that now I talk a big game because I'm sitting here in my office in a leather in a leather roller chair right now. But when I went to great adventure two years ago, I brought my nephew. I was scared to death. And there were like three rides that I just refused to go on. So I was I was proud of some of the rides I went on as a 37 year old man. But the other rides, no, because I can't do heights. I don't do heights in general. No, so. You don't do heights. OK, I can feel that. I feel that I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of adventurous. I can do the, the King, the Ka and all that craziness that's over there. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So we have uh, a bunch of people in the chat right now. Um, obviously, your boy was number one in the chat. If you want to uh, oh, rally course, up the roll course. call. My boy, everybody's boy, Mr. James Lumen in the heezy for sheezy. Welcome, baby. We also have Denny cards. Uh, shout out to Denny. So oh. I had just finished up recording for his podcast right before I came over here. Really? So, uh, yeah. Wow. So Denny is on episode 30 right now. He is flying through these episodes. He must be doing like three episodes a week or uh, something. Listen, man. He is flying through them. We, we talked about it on our podcast, on the Cousins podcast. Denny, he won he won the national. That dude was on figgity fire. Uh, you know, anywhere and everywhere. Appreciate Denny, man. Um, you know, there's some people giving them a hard time. If I find out who they are, they're going to get it, bro. We don't mess around like that. 
Let's go. Let's go. Yeah. So shout out to Denny, man. Shout out to Denny. We had a, a really good uh, therapy session on his podcast, man. So definitely, uh, definitely check that out. So I was commenting, just letting people know that you were going to be late and I was coming through as Cousins Collectible. So I had to okay. clear the air and say, like, listen, no, this is Rob. So um, <laughs> but but yeah, man. So great episode that you guys uh that you did earlier this week great episode uh carmine especially was was blown away by it and blown away by your vulnerability in it and i know we're going to talk a little bit about that in a little bit but just wanted to say uh you know big ups to you guys on your episode for sure oh no thank you thank you thank you that that kind of i'm you know we pull back the curtain as tony likes to say that was just impromptu we didn't have that in the books tony just came out with that question and you know it, i was it was just a raw question and i figured let me let me answer it honestly and you know as we always do so yeah man there, there's times you know we're gonna get into a little bit later but you know as um, um you basically look at it I, i've only been back in the hobby you know two years so i'm still learning every day and there's people that have been in this business 50 you know years collecting so you know, they, they've been there in the ups and downs. And uh, I've mainly been the collector, just buying and buying. Like I said, I'm the best buyer there is on eBay when it comes to stuff. Nobody can outbuy me. But when it comes to going ahead and, you know, reselling to in order to fund the hobby, that's where it's like, you know, okay, what what can I do to, to get better at that? You know, and practice makes perfect. We're talking about practice practice <laughs> <laughs> oh man no good stuff and and so to you know take it a step further um as far as the wolf pack goes uh craig and carmine had an incredible episode that dropped yesterday dropped on wednesday if you guys don't if, if you haven't yet check it out crosstown cardboard uh podcast it's on youtube and uh podcast as well and they had their episode I believe the title of it was re-up or relax. Yes. So re-up or relax after the national. Here we are, Oz. We're about, we're coming up on two weeks. Tomorrow's going to be two weeks from when the trade night was. So we're, we're coming up on two weeks of the national being over. Re-up or relax. Where are you at right now in your journey? Uh, I would love to be in the re-up position, uh, but the way the funding has uh, taken place, especially after you know making a couple big deals at the national, I'm 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 relaxing. You know, I'm relaxing a little bit. I, I gotta uh, you know re-up the piggy bank, and um, it, it, it's going to be a couple things that I'm looking to do. Obviously, saving here and there, but primarily. I had talked about it with Tony in Monday's upcoming episode. What I want to do is I have probably about 60 to 70 slabs that I'm, I'm looking to move. Um, so that's uh, something we'll, we'll probably get into a little bit later, but just tips on how to do it. I have the inventory, but what's the best way to go ahead and move them? And, uh, you know, obviously I'm not going to get full comps for these things. We all know that we know how the game works. Uh, but what would be the best way to move those in order to accumulate the amount of money that we're talking about so then I can go ahead and re-up and, and get back in the game, get some skin in the game? What about you? Well, before I even go into me, let me just say, um, yeah, I think going to the national, it does put a lot of things in perspective, right? It's almost like when you're dating a female, you're dating a girl, and all of a sudden you guys make plans to go away for the weekend and like a Seinfeld episode is already coming to mind when I'm saying this. Right. But it's like, you go away for the weekend. It's like, you know what? 
by the time I come back from this trip with this woman, I'm going to know exactly where we stand. We're either going to be full steam ahead in our relationship or we're going to be broken up. And it kind of feels the same with the national, right? When you go there and you have your cards, you have your PC, you're either going to come back from there feeling incredible about where you're at in your journey, or you might be looking at your cards and saying, you know what, man, I, I, I've been inspired. I've been enlightened. I think I want to maybe not take a 180, but I might want to take a 90 degree turn coming up because mm -hmm. there are some things that really hit me in the fields that I did not see coming. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Um, and it's true. It's true. You really get to see, you know, the big picture and the little picture at the same time when, when you go to a place like that. So it's, it's really good to go ahead and um, just take some time to look at what you're trying to do, especially with the hobby. I mean, you're putting big time money into this, you know what I mean? It's not like these things are cheap. It's not like we're buying five cent cars, 10 cents. I mean, some people are like the commish, but I mean, other than that, everybody else, you know, if, if you want to go ahead and, and build a, 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 you know, a substantial PC, you're going to put some money into it. So, you know, sometimes you get out there and you go with your emotion, you know, like we really I didn't have a plan when I went to the national. It was like, OK, I got 12 cards. I want to sell them. And then I have some money saved up. But I didn't really have a specific card on the radar that I wanted to get. It was just something that was going to hit me in the fields. And if, once I seen that card that, you know, that was the one I was going to get. It had to hit me. Um, so no real plan. But once you, you know, you, you do that, you spend the money, you get back and you reevaluate the situation, um, you kind of like say, OK, let, let me really go ahead and reevaluate everything and not so much start from scratch because you, you have a base that you, you have. But you want to know, OK, a year from now, neck by next national, where, where am I going to be at with this collection? So it really it really gets you focused. Yeah, definitely, man. And. What you just said brings me back to what I discussed my immediate episode after coming back from the national. And I quoted Craig, New York City sports cards on it because he said in the past, what do I want my collection to look like 20 years from now? Mm -hmm. So that's the huge macro level, right? That's the huge picture. Big picture doesn't get any bigger than that. 20 years from now, what do I want it to look like? But in order to get there, most of us have to take pretty big steps. So what would the first step be in that first big step to getting there? And and yeah, man, it sounds like you've you've experienced that. I I've experienced that a little, although for me it wasn't that I said, you know what, I think I'm I'm sensing a shift in my collecting. Now it's saying, you know what? you are on the right path. Everything that you want, you have been on the road toward and you have been picking up some of this stuff. So basically, I don't know if you can see, basically sell all this stuff, mm -hmm. all these boxes that I have, all those boxes, <laughs> even all those boxes on the, just everywhere, you know, yeah. just start selling everything. And, and I think that's kind of like, I'm not going to start selling everything, but that's kind of where I'm at though. That's kind yeah. of where I'm at is like, I'm going to start moving my bulk stuff and yeah. I'm really going to try to pick up one to three vintage grail cards. Nice. Yeah. Now, 
when you say the vintage grail? What are you, what are you looking at? You're looking at Mickey Mantles. You're looking at Jackie Robinson. Obviously, um, are, we, are we talking baseball? Are we looking at basketball? What are, what are you looking at? Well, I'll tell you what. You mentioned a card being on your radar. Mm-hmm. It's so weird how I don't know if it's our influence on each other or just all that we're really coming to the same the same stops together right because at at the national the big card that everyone was talking about in the wolf pack right was this was the triple auto of bird dr j magic carmine was doing everything he could to try to pry mine from me he was making real quick let me let me tell that because as soon as we got there you know we we talked about how the best part was being up in the room the wolf pack room uh where it was a few three guys staying there and and man carmine was all about that card and he was trying anything and everything to get that off of you and you were like hey man i'm high on that you can get it but i'm high on it And, and I didn't even want to give him a number because I didn't want to move it. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm like, I am high on it. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you right now, I don't even want to give you a number. I don't want to do it. Don't, I don't want to give you a number, but he ended up finding one just like mine, a 10 auto on all three um signatures, but his was a grade higher yeah. as far as the card grain. Mine's a four ten. He found a five ten. So I have one Carmine picks one up. And then right around that time, you and Tony are both like, you know what? That's kind of like a that's kind of a like a grail card for me too. I would love to have that in my collection. So now there's like four of us that have that on our radar, right? Yeah. And then not to mention the Tony and Big Ken thing with the Mike Tyson PMGs, right? But now, now you're like, Rob, what is one of your grail cards that you're going after? What would those cards be? I'll tell you what, one of them is what you've already mentioned. That's a Wilt rookie nice a wilt rookie so i've owned a wilt rookie before it wasn't the right one though so you sold i knew you had the one but you sold it yeah okay yep so i moved that um probably six months ago or so and uh but yeah i'm I'm definitely looking for the right copy and it sounds like you are too right that's something that's kind of in your head too so i think um you know i think it's great man i think it's great that really and I'm not hating on or casting any kind of judgment on anyone that does, but I love how none of us really do the prospecting quarterbacks thing or do like the, the Cade Cunningham or, or mm-hmm. the Justin Herbert, you know, and big Ken buys a lot of it and flips a lot of it and stuff like that. But really his PC is women's soccer. Yeah. Right? So, he's not prospecting. He's just using that because he knows that's liquid. So let me get this at a good deal you know, sell it at a profit and then use the profit that I have to go ahead and reinvest it into what, you know, his real PC. Yeah. Yeah. So, so the fact that we're all kind of, I think that none of us really collect the same players, but there is a lot of overlap. And what I love about it is it's mostly goats. We mostly, I mean, look at your goats. I mean, your goats are Michael Jackson and Allen Iverson. I mean, those are goats. Yeah. Those are goats right there. Hey, you know, MJ's the GOAT, baby. Listen, I was just thinking today, I was delivering the mail, right? And I thought about all the posts that I've done. And I think about all the music that I haven't even scratched the surface as to what I could put on a post from Michael Jackson. And I'm just like, the, the, you know, the wealth of music that this man developed from when he was nine years old to the day he died when he was 50. It's, it's amazing. You know what I mean? Again, there's bullcrap that went on 
I don't know if it happened or not, but as far as Michael Jackson, the artist and what he contributed, not only to music, but to the world, I mean, he, he is a goat. Yeah. Listen, I mean, you can't knock it. Yeah. I, I have, I have no response for that. I have no, no debate to go back to. So I would agree for sure. So a lot of good comments coming in here. I've kind of been flying through them. So people are accusing me of do, being on two X feed <laughs> because of how, uh, how quick I'm kind of going through them. But, um, you know, two, two sports cards is in the house. Global's in the house. Steve Splenda, Luke from Bleecker street cards. What is up? Um, Manny is in the house. He says, who trust, who trusted Rob with these comments? Um, <laughs> BST card says I've been digging Iowa Dave on yes. the Wolfpack Network. BST, appreciate you, man. It's it's been a great pod, yo, right? Uh yo, Iowa Dave is like it's like he's like Bill Simmons almost. You know what I mean? It's like the 30 for 30, the way he comes out. Um, the way his delivery is, it's it's real professional. It sounds like you're listening to something that would be on ESPN and he's breaking down the cars. And it's I mean, he's awesome. And then we got, we got to meet him at the the trade night, which is even cooler. So yeah, yeah. man, shout out to to Iowa Dave doing big big things, man. Really yeah, proud to have him on the network. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so Global had when, when I had mentioned uh, the Seinfeld episode, Global said that Raymond, everyone loves Raymond, was actually the best for relationship advice. <laughs> Um, so, uh, Denny is getting a lot of love in here. Global also says they should rebrand the national to the global. I like it. Right. I, I like not that. Uh, Luke from Bleecker street card says I got clarity from the national. I want to focus almost entirely on the most meaningful and scarce cards of my favorite players selling most of my collection to be ready for them when they came up. Let me tell you something, Luke today. And Luke, correct me if I'm misspeaking here. I saw a post that he did today. He has four playing day Jackie Robinson cards on card in person signed autos. What? Four of them. <laughs> four of them. Do you know how much these cards go for? Uh, Jackie yeah. Robinson on card autos. He could buy he could buy multiple um trailers in the trailer park. Okay, that's all I'm going to say. Okay, okay. I mean, he wow. could buy a fleet of trailers. Okay, wow. Dude, congratulations, money. That, yeah, that, man, so that's dope. That's dope. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, Steve Splenda says, "Shout out, Manny. You were a great sport the other week." So, Steve, man, we hope that you're healed up. We hope you're healing up okay from that cage match. <laughs> I don't know. You know, any, any uh any well wishes, Oz, or are you still you still on that screw Steve Splenda um tip? Nah, nah, Steve Splenda's my boy. We chat all the time, man. So you know, every everybody that's uh talking right now, like it's, so Sp Steve actually said the real goats are Kevin Durant, LT, Ladanian Tomlinson, and Barry Bonds. So I don't know about L I don't know about uh LT. LT? I mean, I'm not knocking it because he had that season when was it 20 touchdowns and in, in one season? Oh, yeah, when he was going to ever do it. Absolutely I think. nuts. Yeah. Yeah, but the thing is, it's not all about championships, but when it comes to sports, it's all about championships. <laughs> that That's where, you know what I mean? Like that, you know, we're going to get a little into my uh, insecurities about my PC. And, and that's like, it's a Philly thing because it really is. It's It's like we're we're bred with this uh, insecurity because we don't win many championships. You know what I mean? So like if you, you know, you're a fan of the Yankees and the giants have won some. So when 
you know, for the longest time, the Eagles didn't win anything until Nick Foles did his thing, uh, BDN. And then, you know, the Phillies, it's been a while. They won in 2017. But obviously the Flyers haven't won since the, I think, I don't even know, it might have been the 70s or early, early 80s. And then, of course, the Sixers since the early 80s. So there hasn't been many championships rolling around. So the guys that I grew up watching and that I idolized, like an Allen Iverson or Charles Barkley, they don't have the championship. They don't have the hardware. So I collect them. And I know they're goats and they're, you know, greatest players of all time, but they don't have that hardware. So then people look at him and that's the first thing that's the knock. It's like, oh, you know, he's good. But so that's where I want to try to pick your brains, you know, other than just get rid of all that and, you know, start picking up Jordans. So, yeah, I mean, let's jump into it, man. Talk to me about the um, and I know you covered it a lot in Monday's episode, but talk to me a little bit about that anxiety that you do feel when it comes to going to shows, because you said a couple key points there. Do you like, I'm going to ask you, would you have that same insecurity if you were walking up there with like high grade nineties, Jordan inserts? No, no, not at all. Cause you know, that that you you know we talk about liquid in the hobby those cars are straight liquid you know everybody wants a jordan you know obviously the right jordan but for the most part if you got jordans and 90s inserts those are pieces that if you can't sell them because they're too much or too expensive you can include them in a trade and people will be willing to take those in a trade you know if you're moving up um so with my collection like i said that that's a big thing that that false sense of like yeah i love what i'm collecting you know, collect what you love. We always talk about that. And Allen Iverson being my guy and in the Philly area, it's true. I can go to the Philly show or I can go to the Fishtown card show set up and I'll make a killing. I, I've done it twice. and it, It's, it's easy. Now, once I step out, if I go to Chicago and I bring my Iversons and I had, you know, probably of the 12 cars, there was probably six of them that were Iversons. And they were the first ones people just put to the side except for one card. You know what I mean? So it was just like they put that and they were looking at my Jordans. They were looking at my Tigers. They were looking at my, you know, my Trouts. But when it came to Iverson, first thing to do was just put that to the side. So it's like, yeah, what do you, you, know what I mean? you don't like no, no AI? <laughs> so I, and I know that, you know what I mean? And so that's where a lot of the, the insecurity comes in because if I did have, you know, the bangers that people are all looking for, like the, the goat goats, I, I don't think I would have that. Yeah, as much insecurity. Yeah, so without a doubt, I totally identify with that. So Big Ken and I, we hosted a trade night at Laz's Pop Century Collectible Show or um store in Oakland, New Jersey, probably about four weeks ago. It was it was like a week or two before the national. Um, at the trade night, you know, we're out there. You know, like music is going. They had the place catered. It was it was a big deal. Like Laz did it right. And everyone kind of has their Zion cases just like open, like flipped open and and had cards on display. And everyone's just walking around looking in each other's Zion case. Right. And I'm there. And the longer I'm there, I'm realizing, like, I don't have trade night type stuff. You know, I don't have trade night type stuff. People had little to no interest in my cards, right? I mean, they were super friendly, you know, talkative with me and stuff, you know, but 
no one really had any interest in my cards. They were interested in talking to me, but mm. once they started flipping through some cards, they're like, yeah, I'm all set. Ken, on the other hand, how to crowd around him, a line out the door of people just making deals with him. I didn't make a single deal that night. He made 10 deals. We yeah. were standing right next to each other. So there was a moment there, and longer than a moment, even leaving there, where I kind of felt insecure with like the stuff I brought. I'm mm -hmm. like, you know what? I don't think I'm trade night material. I think I said it to him in the car ride home, you know, and he just kind of laughed. And but I'm looking back at it like I'm kind of glad I'm not, you yeah. know, because the kind of cards that I want, there aren't many comps for right. the kind of cards that I have and that I want to continue to obtain. Hopefully, will only be moved, you know, like <clears throat> not through probe steam. You know, it would be moved either in private deals or like mm -hmm. a big auction house type stuff. That's right. the kind of stuff I'm shooting for. Right, I'm not right. shooting for a Luca Prism PSA 10. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I'm not saying that's what Big Ken had, but Big Ken had a lot of um <clears throat> quarterbacks. Right, right, right. The a lot of ultra modern quarterbacks. But I, without a doubt, felt insecure and I was not extremely confident. Yeah. I, it, it It's true. You know, and, and you know, Obviously, I've talked about it a lot, too, you know, being uh, I'm an introvert and I can be a shy person. But Tony says, he's like, yo, you know, these cards inside and out. And I'm like, you're right. I do. But it's not about that. You know what I mean? It's about I know when I come, you know, if I go to the national, if I don't have the right cards, it's going to be difficult for me to trade. And that's what I, I was talking about as well with Carmine, um, what he's doing, which is cool. You know, his PC just happens to be, you know. Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, Tiger Woods, you know, these guys are the greatest of all time. Oh, they're they're goaded, they've been knighted. Yeah. They're, they could fall off a cliff tomorrow and they would go down as right. And then on legends. top of that, he's throwing, you know, national treasures, flawless, chunky patches on it. So he's getting, you know, the best of the best cards with the best of the best guys. So then, you know, he'll have a card that's fifteen hundred, another one that's two thousand, one that's eight hundred. And then he could take all five and then a guy will have a one one Larry Bird flawless on card auto. And he can make, you know, give the guy five cards and, you know, here, give me 300 bucks. <laughs> and it's like, all right, cool. And, and it'll work because the stuff that he has, he's confident in and people are more willing to go ahead and, and put those in their case and resell them because they know those will move because those, those are the goats. So that's that's just something like right now. I'm probably willing, like I said, with those 60 to 70 slabs that I'm talking about, they're ranging anywhere from, you know, there's some slabs that are, they've gone down so far as to like 75 bucks a slab. And there's some that are like probably $600 a slab, but it lets average it out, say like $200 out of the, you know, 60. So what was that? Uh, is that 12,000? Yeah. Roughly. Yeah. I'm not very good at math, but yeah. So, you know, if I were to get 200 bucks a slab, I'd have $12,000 to work with, which, you know, would then obviously be a nice little start to figure out I could definitely get my will. See, those kind of cards, I feel like the best way would probably be through Probstein. Yeah. I mean, and it, don't get me wrong. I've never sent cards to Probstein to consign. Never, ever. But I've never actually sent any to a consigner anyways. But I know guys in this hobby, okay, they make their freaking living. All they do is buy cards in person at 75% of comps 
and they immediately the same day ship them out to Probstein and they end up getting after fees and taxes and everything. Probstein has like the lowest fees there are. I think he only does like five, he, he has a deal where he only does like 5%, I think. And then you got to figure taxes and shipping and stuff, but whatever. So I know guys that will buy all day at anything you have at 75% of comps because they send it to Probstein and, and then they make 15% on that. Like clockwork. That's yeah. all they do. See, that's I, I don't have that discipline, man. I mean, I, I would love to, but with my job the way it is, I'm barely, you know, hanging on doing these podcasts. Yeah. Uh, you know, as evidence today, just running right from work over here. So it's, you know, I love this hobby, though. So it's like I got to figure this out. I got I got to make it so that it's self-sufficient. Um you know, and I, and and the starting point is either using whether it's Probstein, Joku, um, or or another avenue to just maybe you know set up at the next Philly show or or uh, Fishtown card show, and and just try to get rid of the ones like you said, the dead weight, all those things that you have, the 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 bulk that we have that we bought at one point, we made a decision to buy those cards. You know, they 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 meant something to us, and they still do, um, but like anything you you can outgrow those cards so we have our base of what we want to keep and then the rest of the stuff you know we we got to liquidate it and then use that to uh you know move on to bigger and better things yeah yeah no without a doubt man um could could you see yourself like traveling to other shows other than the national like could you see yourself going to the mint going to yes. dallas or do oh, you we just look at your that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we we're we're making plans. Um, you know, we're getting the requests. We we we've interviewed a ton of people around the hobby. So especially down in in Texas, you know. So we've we've got the request request to go down to Dallas. Um, you know, we want to make the uh, Atlanta Culture Collision. We want to go to the Mint. You know, ob obviously all that costs money. Are it's you guys planning on going to Culture Collision in January? We've talked about it. We haven't made any side of plans. Are you? looks like you're thinking about it yes i actually am thinking about it mm. yeah yeah huh. yeah so I'm, I'm definitely considering it i you know talked to prism got a, uh the national and just kind of kind of got in my ear a little bit and i was like okay you know what maybe i like maybe that. I like um that. so manny is saying that oz you look I like, like a chippendale chip with your work outfit <laughs> and then uh ripping and flipping card says oz coming in with that big bill cap no cap no cap no cap that is a pretty what's big up bill. to reckless cards i don't know if that is uh miss courtney or mr cocaine bear <laughs> what's uh, up <laughs> did you imagine that imagine getting yelled at everywhere you go was it, you guys that were, was it you that was telling me or Tony? And they're like, yeah, everywhere he goes, they yell cocaine. Yeah, his kid, he'll be walking with his kids. <laughs> oh they're like, cocaine bear! He's like, come on, come on. Come on That's relax. nuts. That's nuts. So, yeah, so, so I think the Mint Collective is the place where, you know, people go to socialize, right? That's like kind of like the cool kid table is the Mint. And there's like a handful of dealers there. I don't think really many a ton of stuff gets sold or deals. That's like uh, it's, it's hard to be business to business is building your brand. It's looking yeah. at the new technologies that are coming out. Um, but Hey, for what we do as far as content creation and, and getting the names out, that's a good place for, for us to go um, just to get the, you know, the word out. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know, maybe we could all talk about culture collision and, and like maybe it. plan, so plan that, a nice that's little in January, you get said. away. Yeah. Yeah. In yeah. January. In January. Yep. 
Now is that like mid January or late January? What it would I think early to mid. Early to mid. For some reason, like January twelfth is sticking out to me in my mind because I just looked it up earlier this week. So yeah, we gotta get get on that, make it a little wolf pack road trip. Ooh, man. Absolutely. And now that Carmine's on the East Coast, too. I mean, yes. we'd literally have to go right by him. It just makes sense. Oh, there you go. There you go. Yeah. Now, so, will, we, will we drive down or are you looking to fly? I mean, ideally, probably fly. Yeah. I mean, because I, I know for me, I would probably fly because my time is going to be limited. I would probably have maybe 72 hours tops, you know, to go. Uh, yeah. So. If I was going to do that, I would, you know, just to make sure I made the most of my time, I would probably have to fly down there. Shout out to uh, Fathers on Vintage Cards. What's up? Mr. Ripping and Flipping Cards and Stooks. Baseball Cards and Curiosities. What's up? Yes, yes, yes. Um, Reckless says that the Mint grew its cellar floor by 30,000 square feet. I don't know. Is that a lot? 30,000 square feet? I don't even know what that, what that is compared to like a regular show. I would imagine that's big. It that sounds, sounds big. big. <laughs> um, so Denny's saying culture collisions actually the 26th through the 28th. Thank you for that, Denny. Appreciate okay. that. Reckless says that they listened to the criticism of having not enough space there. So. Yeah, man. Makes sense. Makes sense. So, so we're talking about Mint, right? And everything like that. We're have you and Tony had the conversation? I would imagine you do on somewhat of a regular basis, or maybe you're just so in sync that you don't need to have it. But what direction do you guys see the content going? Is there going to be any kind of change in the content, or are you guys going to keep it just as is? Uh, that's a good question. You know, we're, we're trying to tinker and see what, what works best. Um, we've tried to concentrate more so on doing the, the dual pod just you know, Tony and I talking more about the cards, um, sprinkling some interviews here and there, but for the most part, just doing the two of us. And, you know, once we get talking, though, man, it's like we go forever. I I'm thinking we got to shorten it up a little bit, you know, make it like maybe 40 minutes, 45 minutes more consumable. You know, we tend to go an hour, 10, hour, 15 minutes. Um, you know, well, I remember your first few episodes. I can remember you guys doing like 90 minute episodes. No. Oh yeah. Listen, no. quote me on that. Write that down. Someone you, you want me to get receipts? You guys, I looked, had, I looked them when you told me that and I was like, wait a minute. Is that true? You guys had an hour, 28 minute episode guaranteed. It was something like <laughs> that. And I listened to the whole damn thing too. I remember, I, was, <laughs> I remember exactly how my office was set up. My office was set up a little bit differently. I remember how I was sitting, what the desk was like and, and, and just kind of listening to it on like 1.5 X speed. Nice. Nice. I forget so. who, who it was. I think it was, um, uh, Kevin Cormier was talking about how he listens to us on 1.5 speed. So it was funny, you know, this past national one, we were all talking, you know, how he, he's just used to us talking so fast. Yep. So, so shout out to Manny. He says, this is a way better show without cranky Tony on it. <laughs> Listen, and Manny is not someone that stirs the pot. So I believe that he is, he's fully, he fully thought about that comment and really feels that. So. All right. You sorry, ready, Rob? Man. You ready? I got the receipts. Yeah. 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 Okay. First episode, episode one was 28 minutes. Episode two was 38 minutes. Episode three was 33 minutes. Episode 4, 32. Episode 5, 24. And Hobby Pitfalls, Episode 6, was one hour and one minute. 
um, and then one hour and four, one hour and eight, one hour. Okay. And one. See now, now, now we're talking. You guys what are you talking? Off They're all an hour. Four straight episodes over the hour mark. Uh, by one minute, stop. <laughs> Close. So, uh, but yeah, so. Ripping the flipping card says Cousins Collectibles podcast. The conversation's always good here. Time is irrelevant. Quality matters more than time. That's Thank my you. two cents. Orlando, a collector's dream in the house. Orlando. Man. Hey, did Tony reach out to you yet? Let me know. If Listen, not, I've been trying phone. to reach out to He doesn't. Orlando is one of these guys. He doesn't want to be reached out to unless he wants to be. Listen, <laughs> I, I've I would be on my Sunday night PWCC lives four different times. I'd say Orlando, email me. Hit Here's me my email. DM me. He wants something to do with it. So if he goes to you guys, we're done, Orlando. We're through. <laughs> no, it's all good. It's all good. Uh, he's an untouchable, uh, bro. He's a goat. You want to talk about goats? Orlando's the goat. Yeah, man. So so. Tony, any recent pickups? Any any mail days? I mean, you're wearing your uniform. Mm-hmm. I had to ask. Any recent mail days? I'm gonna be honest, bro. They all came last week. I got a couple things that um, are coming, but it's not card related. It's my uh, nerd alert toys that are coming. Um, <laughs> with those things, it, it's crazy, Rob, because everything's pre order for a lot of the stuff. You know, so I'll get a, a you know, a, a He-Man, a Skeletor figure that's a Mondo, which is the 12-inch figure. Uh, you got to pre-order them, and, you know, you got to wait four to five, six months before they come in. And then they just show up all at the same time. So right now I got, like, six figures that I'm, I'm waiting on. Um, but as far as cards, the the last cards I got was the, uh, you know, Oscar the Grouch. <laughs> Pop one. That's amazing. 12 cans baby <laughs> so oscar oscar got an oscar the grouch yeah i love it yeah I, I, dude i this this exact card we you know as i'm looking at my freddy krueger that i purchased oh Robert Ingram. what so I, you know is these that two auto cards, that's auto rob you know he signed it yeah, robert on yep yep so these two cards were sitting side by side at the national tony's like but this one, I got this one off of eBay, not signed. The one that was at the the national was signed by the guy that passed away um, uh, in 2019. So Tony's like, "Bro, you got to get that card. That's like, a, you know what I mean?" I'm like, "They're asking 500 bucks for it." I said, "I gotta pay 500 bucks for an Oscar the Grouch card." He's like, "Nah, dude, that's all you. That's like, that's literally you." You know what I mean? I'm like, "Yeah, I get it, but I like that Freddy Krueger." <laughs> So I, I copped the Freddy Krueger, and then as soon as I got back, Tony sent me the link. There was only one of these online, but it's not signed, but it's a Pop 1 uh, PSA 9. So that it does does the trick. Wow. I love it, man. I love it. Good stuff. What about you? I know you 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 always got stuff coming in. What, what do you got, man? You know what? I planned to have stuff to show, and I have no idea where my piles went. But so... Kind of like I've been doing, kind of like what you feel like you've been doing with your AI. Like I've really been doing that with Eli for the last for the last year. I've just really been buying Eli, and and it's one of these things where it's like I will likely never move these cards, 
But if I ever did want to move these cards for whatever reason, I think it would be really hard to move these cards. <laughs> I think it would be really hard to move my Eli PC, kind of like how you're feeling like with your... I, I, uh, that shit, if, if, if I was standing next to you, i feel a lot better with my AIs than if you had Eli. <laughs> I'd feel a little more confident. <laughs> so so just a couple recent Eli pickups that I've had. Um, this Ooh. is an immaculate uh, out of 25 marks of greatness on-card auto nice oh yeah this thing is uh yeah i'm now, I'm, now does I'm, eli do shows um you know what he actually last time i was at hofstra i saw him i literally was 20 feet from him and i saw him but does he really do shows now no he rarely ever does any shows any signings any anything. so that's weird so like peyton's all about the hobby you know what i mean he's got with golden he he got his hands in a, in a ton of stuff yep. when it comes to the hobby but eli's just more so like eh. yeah yeah interesting so something that just came today 2008 gold refractor tops chrome love these things and it matches perfectly with the one that i got from the national the auto nice the i was gonna say that looked familiar auto. so it's the same car but without the auto Yep, both both refractors. Nice. Yeah, man. Loving these. Those refractors, man, they just hit hit different, man. I know. I know. That's why you I, love, know I, I have a little, uh, you know, my showcase right in front of me right here. And I just took all my shiny AIs and I put them, you know, row after row after row. And I have on top of it is a, an Eagles poster so that, you know, the the – the sunlight doesn't get onto it and, and, and ruin the stuff. So, but when I remove that bro and the light shines on this showcase, it's the most amazing thing. Like yeah. those nineties inserts are unbelievable. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, all right. I have no so idea. Blaine, what Blaine is saying he's surprised you got no stray hand or Tiki barber stuff. Um, I have a few, I have a few gold refractors of those guys. Um, Nothing else though. No, no like huge chunky game worn patches or anything like that. Um when it comes to my Giants PC, I try to keep it I try to keep it Eli Manning and Phil Sims. I definitely have a nice Lawrence Taylor. PC. I was gonna say, yeah, I, what's yeah, up with I definitely Lawrence have a, uh, have a great LT PC. Nice. Uh, the real LT, by the way, not Ladanian Tomlinson. <laughs> I mean the Ooh, real shot shots fired the real hey, uh, lt kamikaze Ooh. sports car says f the washed up players just kidding no nah, it's all good it's all good <laughs> so but lawrence taylor i think if you listen if you listen to experts they will they will call lawrence taylor the goat yeah. They'll call him the greatest of all time i know the whole brady thing has kind of really grown legs in the last 10 years and yeah. for good reason um but what I would say is, you you know where these cards are from, right? Do you see the play? Yep. Is that the last play of the Super Bowl? Last that... play of the Super Bowl, 2008. Yep. Yep. So, obviously, Brady is probably considered unanimously the GOAT for the football. But Lawrence Taylor has long been considered the GOAT, even over quarterbacks. So, um, Where do you rank Lawrence Taylor in regards to... Reggie. Well, Reggie was a, he was unstoppable. 
right? There's a few guys that are unstoppable. Lawrence Taylor, Reggie White, um, Mike Singletary, Ray Lewis, right? You have these guys that are, you know, I don't know if I'd say Charles Haley because I don't think he had real periods of full-on dominance. Mm-hmm. But, you know, guys like that. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, Reggie White, I mean, I think one, that he... 1A, 1B? No, I, I think... I think LT is probably in front of Reggie White, and I'm sorry to say that. I'm is trying that, not to be a homer, because man. Because of your boy, who, who do you listen to? Uh, Francesa. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds like a Francesa hot take. Listen, I got listen. We're gonna have to listen. That that's gonna be a deep dive. That's gonna be a subset, some show where we're gonna compare LT and Reggie White and see who the real goat is. Yeah, yeah. No, listen. I mean, it's no comparison. <laughs> uh, but let's let's do it. We could sell we could sell pay per view tickets if you want. You know, what I mean, we could definitely do it. Um, but yeah, so that's 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 really it. My my mail days have only consisted of Eli Manning since I got back from the national. Nice, love it, yeah. love it, love it. So, anything else? I know we're uh, we're slight we're running out of time. It's almost ten thirty. Mm-hmm. Um, anything you else on your mind? Uh, let me just take a look here real quick. Um, I think we hit up pretty much everything. Uh, Orlando Collector's Dream says LT wins. <sighs> I don't know. Orlando. Linda. Lawrence Taylor was arguably the greatest ever. I agree. Who are these guys? Never heard of uh, Collector's Dream. Orlando? Or Who are these? <laughs> What do they know? <laughs> Father Son Vintage Cars says best radio show ever. I'm not sure what he means by that, but I would like to think he's talking about us. Oh yeah, of course. You know what I mean? Because we have um, you know, one of us can be Howard Stern, the other is uh who's the guy that did those songs? You've made you've made reference to his radio shows before. He did always did the countdowns. Oh uh shoot. Damn it. Not like Kit Kelly. Hey, who Casey the, Kasem. Casey Kasem. So one of us can be Casey Kasem, one of us could be Howard Stern. <laughs> you could be Stern if you want. I'm fine with being Casey Kasem. Yeah, I like Howard because I, I like to swear, so you know. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, Mike Father Son Mad. Vintage, Mike and the Mad Dog. Absolutely. So if you watch the Mike and the Mad Dog 30 for 30 documentary, I'm actually featured in that. Oh, yeah. I, I told the story to you guys at uh, the national in the hotel room. I told you guys about this. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I went to yep. Francesicon and they were filming. That's were, right. ESPN was there filming, and I was at Francesa kind of with my brother, and we were like front row right there. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a listen. I'm a Francesa groupie for sure. Yeah, he, he's yeah, incredible. Yeah. We we know we know. You don't you don't have to. Uh, I I think he's led you down a, a you know the wrong pathway when it comes to uh, fandom, but it's all good. It's all good. We we all have our guys, especially with our hometown guys. Listen, even when it comes to, I love what I consider my generation of players. So like, like when I sent you uh, in the Wolfpack chat earlier, the, the hot gun, the 1990s score hot gun, Randall Cunningham. Mm -hmm. When I saw that, I immediately felt nostalgia. I immediately felt this like slight flow of dopamine going off my brain by seeing a picture of Randall Cunningham, number 12, Yes. I'm picturing him running around the field like a freaking gazelle. No one could stop him. No one can grab him. He was elegant in the way he ran. He was incredible. When I saw that card, I was like, oh, I yeah. want that card. You know, Dude, so many, it, you could buy so it for 99 plays. cents on eBay, but it's like, I want that card. 
See, Stukes knows what he's talking about. That's a guy that knows what he's talking about. He says, Reggie White is my GOAT. So You notice how he said Reggie White. You notice how he didn't say Reggie White is the GOAT. Oh, uh, he's my GOAT. He said my <laughs> GOAT. He's, he's my GOAT. <laughs> no, shout out to you, Stukes, for sure. Um, But, yeah, it's all good, man. It's all good. Um. Any any plans, any upcoming shows or anything like that that you're we doing? We do have a couple of shows that are coming up with, uh, what is it, the uh, Fishtown Card Show and, and the Philly Show coming up pretty soon. I thought so. you were banned from Fishtown. Nah, nah, we own that. We run that. <laughs> At one point, we were, you know, official sponsors of the, the Fishtown Card Show, so... Any anytime we want, we we can go set up. We just I, like I said, we when when I set up the two times, I, I, it was good for the experience. But then I kind of was like, I I I don't want to sell my cards anymore. These are my you know this is my PC. So and then I'm not going out like Big Ken and, and getting an inventory to sell. So it was just it just became where I just kept accumulating. So now I'd probably be more than willing to go ahead and, and set up again. So that that might be something to hit up the powers that be over there and. uh set up one more time listen have a have a what a liquidation sale and get that wilt chamberlain off of tony because that that will is a beautiful copy it and, is. Um, you know it's for the set it's, it's pretty decently centered for for how off-centered that set and how yeah. miscut that set consistently is so with his it's funny something. when i first seen his will chamberlain because you know some of those sets they don't have a top, you know what I mean? So I was thinking like his has no top. So I was yeah. like, is that cut off like that? And he told me, he's like, yeah, that's, that's how it is. So as far as the centering, you know, left to right and bottom, it's perfect. But the top is completely, there is no top. Yeah. So then I was like, damn, that's perfectly centered. And so the whole time, then I looked at the, I'm like, no, that's not, <laughs> that actually has a top. I said, your shit's way off, you know, top to bottom. I said, but it's still compared to, you know, the way the, uh, you know, most cars you see with Will Chamberlain, it still looks good. It, it almost fits to me his copy definitely passes the eye appeal yes you know the eye appeal test and and that's a big thing when it comes to vintage right it's like typically centering and eye appeal do go hand in hand but there are some cards like that one that tony has uh the 61 flair copy um it does feel like it has good eye appeal even though top to bottom it's not centered Yep, just but left to right. It almost looks as if, you know, like I said, the card was set up, made that way with no top. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Hector, real quick, says that he says, I hate that my past heroes were part of the Junk Wax era. Those cards only are great signed now. Let me say, Hector, I have probably about 15 Phil Sims junk slabbed on card auto in person auto graded i probably have another 40 that i've bought off ebay that are raw and still signed now his signature is one of those signatures that like it is always consistent it, if there's anything at all that's wrong you know but here's the thing even if some of them weren't legit autos the raw ones i bought i mean you know i'm paying ten dollars for them raw so um so yeah i i completely agree hector i mean very few cards at all are worth any money. Beautiful yeah, this, AI, beautiful yeah, AI. Yeah, this is the ultimate, you know, Gem Mintent Auto. You can see yep. the black. So cards like that, you know, these are, you know, the Reebok one. Love it. 
so these are obviously, you know, you talk about the junk wax. These are readily available anytime you want. You can get them for two bucks there. There you go. Beautiful. How cool. Yeah. I mean, talk yeah. about two of the most iconic junk wax cards, both in-person auto signed with auto 10 grades. That's how you can get junk wax cards that have some value. You know, I mean, there's a really cool aspect to being able to buy this Emmett Smith card for a dollar ninety nine off eBay raw. But there's also this aspect where it's like, well, this card, I'm nostalgic about this card and I wish it had more value because it's so valuable to me. I want yes. the value of the card to be represented with how valuable it is to me. Well, there are ways to do it. You know, this thing, I mean, don't this thing wasn't a ton of money. The 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 copy is authentic and the auto grade is a 10. I think I paid $300 for it. And to me, I mean, this is a card you will never see in my case because even though I was a Giants fan, I'm so nostalgic to these Dallas Cowboy teams. Yeah. You know, three Super Bowls how in a row. Yeah. What, what was that? I said, how could you not be? They were yeah. the teams you love to hate. You know, it's like, oh, yeah. You wish the players were on your if the players were on your yep. team, you'd be loving life. But then, you know, it's, it's Dallas. You, you hate Dallas, even as a Giants fan and especially as a Philly fan. And then when they went and went ahead and won the three championships and then you have all these Fugazi fans, you know, from the area that that's the worst thing in, in Philly. The Dallas fans. I don't know if it's that same oh. way like in like New York, but dude. It's ridiculous. And there's just fights all the time. So it's, you know, it's your brother. It's like, you know, Philly versus Philly. It's like these people you grew up with. They, they've never stepped foot in Dallas, but they're diehard Dallas fans. Yeah. And it's the worst. And it's just like. <sighs> yep. 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 All right. It is 1035, sir. I do have to get going, man. And I know, uh, I know you have to as well. So any, any closing, I want to say thank you. Thank you for having me on the show. Thank you for letting me, uh, you know, slip into Tony's shoes, AKA his high heels and just, they're a good fit. His high, you know, his high heels are a good fit. He's got some nice pumps and his six inch pumps. Listen, you know, I appreciate it. So, uh, no, you know. no, thank you, sir. You saved my life. I, I apologize to everyone for being late. I'm never late, but, uh, they got me at work today. Usually on Thursdays, I'm, I'm home at least by nine o'clock and I have a little bit of time to grab something to eat. So I, I'm just, I'm running on fumes right now, but when I seen, you know, that nice slick ball head and I see the beard and I, you know, I get that, the soothing sounds of the, the sports car therapist, it's time to go, baby. You got to put all that aside. And, you know, it's time to rock and roll. So shout out to Tony. Hope he's having fun out there doing his thing. Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, God knows what they're getting into. You know, just don't get arrested. And uh, looking forward to seeing him next week. We got the episode dropping on Monday. Make sure you guys check it out. We got a really great interview. It's uh, where we do half. Uh, Tony tells a story. And then the other half is where we have a, a pretty decent interview that you guys need to check out. So make sure you check that out. Rob, you got anything you want to plug? No, that's it. I I appreciate you guys. Thank you for having me on and uh, look forward to having you guys back on my show pretty soon. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So thanks again. And fellas, everybody in the chat, thank you so much for tuning in. Love you guys. And we're going to end this like we always do. And that is keep focused, keep positive and keep collecting. Hey, yo, Rob, bring the beat back.